right, guys, welcome back to another installment of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. And I have with me today an amazing and phenomenal creative um, who has a project that I do want you guys to check out. It will be linked in the show notes. Go on, Miss Allison, if you can introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, my name is Allison Cheney Whitmore, and I am the author of Love University, the writer creator. Um, and I'm also a novelist and screenwriter. I'm originally from Los Angeles. I currently live in Los Angeles, and um, I'm just really happy to be here. Wonderful. <laughs> and thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Now, before we get into anything, I want everyone to look on these show notes. This Kickstarter that we're about to get into discussing is runs until the 25th. Um, so it gives you guys about two weeks to go ahead and support and reshare and comment and pledge. So I'm going to say that at the top of the show, it will be linked in the show notes. All right. Now with that out of the way, Ms. Allison, uh, one, thanks for coming on again. Love University. What is this? What is Love University? It is a school for Cupids, a university for Cupids. Okay. That is what it is. Okay, so the big comic book movies and all of this just fantastical science fiction of it all. What made you, um, what made you get into love? Like a school for cupids. That's a new one. You know, there's witches and vampires and everything else, but cupids. That's something new. Just stopped, and I was driving past um, the beautiful giant campus of UCLA mm-hmm. and I just thought in my head like what if there was a school called love you you know love you <laughs> the double entendre, and then I'm like a school for cupids and that's just pretty much it and so I just left it in my head I I think I might have been working on my first novel that I was trying to publish and I think I just was like, okay, thinking about different stories, thinking about working on, you know, different concepts, what concepts could maybe be clearer than the one that I was working on, because mine was a fantasy story, but it's got a lot going on, it's about empaths. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, I was just trying to think about clear concepts, and I think that was one of them. So I left it alone, and then many, many years later, um, I was asked to pitch some ideas for comic books, mm. and I pitched five of them, and Love University was one of them. I had no characters at all. <laughs> I had them for the other ones, and they really liked the concept, so then I started developing the world, and I'm having a great time with it. It's really cool. Oh, oh, and it's it's amazing. Um, one, I love the colors. I love the artwork. I love the lettering. I love it all. Um, so tell us... Who is uh, Love University? Who will will be published through? Through Evolution Publishing. Okay, okay, good deal. Now, Evolution, for those of you listening, should remember that from Mind to Avenge, which was another book that uh, we've talked with the creator, Robert Jeffries. I love this, um, I don't want to say Renaissance because it's not really that, but this new age of taking creativity into your own hands like being an indie creator be it video be it comics be it uh, i don't know cooking or personal training with your background why um did you see this property as anything other than a comic like did you maybe think oh maybe this could be a novel maybe it could be a movie or was when um when the opportunity came up was comics like this is exactly it for a comic 
I think you're kind of really, you're pretty close to it. Um, I originally, because I was thinking in novels, maybe TV or movies at the time, because I was really just writing my novels and working on screenplays. Like I was back in school, grad school, and maybe working on one in class or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. So I think that I was maybe just thinking about it in those areas, but I just wasn't sure it fit right at that point. And then when I was asked to think of comic ideas, I I basically said, this is where Love University can go right now. Like mm-hmm. I remember that idea. I, I think it'll really work here, but I still see it as a series or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just really felt like it really works for a comic. Mm-hmm. So it just really made a lot of sense to me. Okay, okay, I can see that. And it, it is like, I know a lot of times <laughs> I get someone on the show who discusses their project and I look into it and I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> but I, I really did enjoy this. Um, so getting into the, the characters, are they based off of people you know? Are they maybe characters that were in other properties? Or like, where did they come from? Where did this world, uh, the inhabitants of this world come from? Well, Lucy is kind of, she's kind of, she's not me because she's got like a background. She's like adopted Mm -hmm. and all these different things, the lead. But she is like me in the sense of the fangirling and all that kind of stuff. And I've had like, I have had a lot of friends in that world. So she's kind of not me really. She's like, maybe she might be one of my friends Mm -hmm. when I was younger or, you know, something like that. Um, so she's kind of an amalgamation of everybody in that world. She's just kind of that. And then it's kind of like the idea of when you're fangirling and you're into like mm-hmm. it's romances and stuff like that. Um, it's it's just the idea of like sometimes you get really into it and you're so like just having a great time and then you're forgetting about other things. Mm-hmm. They even have like you see T shirts that's like, you know, I'm in a relationship with uh, you know your your ship or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, so you're not thinking about life outside. And I feel like Lucy's kind of like, I love all these things. I love love, but I really want to, you know, have something for myself. And I think people started thinking like that. So I think that that's where she comes from. I've had conversations with people mm-hmm. about things like this. So for her, the other people, um, her parents, like her mom, her adopted mom, she reminded me of my best. Friend, sort mm-hmm. of from elementary a little bit, but really mainly she's herself, but she's Korean American. Um, and my best friend, she's a really great mom and from elementary, and she just I pictured her mom, this woman adopting her, like so. Just um, she just came in my head. Okay. And then the other characters, like in the fantasy world, like the night gods mm-hmm. and the cupids and all that. I just studied a lot of Greek mythology, and um. I just started thinking, like, how can I make these characters, um, you know, have antagonists that are that are layered and and um, the 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 male leads, um, they're kind of just themselves. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, I just kind of yeah, they just kind of created themselves in my mind. I, I don't think they're based on anyone mm-hmm. specific at this point. Okay. Um, just baby personality traits of maybe people I've known, maybe mm-hmm. exes or something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, that always comes up. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. So with the mention of night gods and whatnot, so can you uh, tell the audience, uh, love university, love you, 
this is a school for cupids, but then you mentioned the night guys. Who are they in the story? What what space do they occupy? Okay, so the night guys are super fun. So basically, cupids are about love, obviously, <laughs> and relationships and harmony, and the night gods are about strife and chaos. So they're basically derived from the goddess Nyx, mm-hmm. and Nyx had several children, and those children were gods of strife or hate or chaos. Mm-hmm. And so they are the natural enemies of people that are interested or gods who want love and harmony. So they are they want to take over the school, they want them to be gone, they want to control, you know, the earth, all that kind of stuff, you know, eventually. Right now it's not it there's not gonna be like a huge um they're not gonna be in like the first issue. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna really be like doing too much in the first five, they are going to be there definitely. Um, one of the love interests is half night god. So in the school, Lucy is an anomaly and mm-hmm. he's an anomaly. They're the only two that are really kind of like different in the school. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, should they be here and should we take them in? Because Lucy's a class one Cupid and everyone else there is a class two. And not and Knox is half night god so he could be a problem because he could you know go dark mm-hmm. but he's been outcast by his family so because he's been outcast he uh, and he's been taken under the wing of one of the professors professor mina since he was like 10 he's there and so she comes he's kind of like the bad boy of the school when she comes she's a class one and the class one means that she's actually derived from two night gods she has a lot of power and they really don't really know how it's going to manifest. Mm-hmm. But she's from not just Cupid, but an African love goddess as well. Okay. So that's kind of where they're coming. And, um, and that's what's kind of, so the conflict is really like Knox's connection to those night gods. So he's got like siblings are going to be like coming back and like mm-hmm. asking him to do stuff and things like that. And then Lucy's kind of like, you know, who do I trust? And then he's kind of like seductive in a sense. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> we'll see what happens with him. And then there's also Ty, who's like really, he's the headmaster's son and he's really awesome. So um, she befriends him, but he's a little concerned about both of them being on campus. So, hmm. so this is giving me like listening to you <laughs> discuss this makes me want to read it, it it feels like a tv show like everything it feels like i'm watching this play out like <laughs> season one of love you or love university like I, so i'm i'm very I'm very excited to uh have yeah. this project back um so you mentioned one thing i want you to um kind of explain for the audience we have a class one cupid and a class two what what's yeah. what makes someone class one or class two okay so class two is basically everybody at the school is a class two, including the professors, and they basically are just, they have a love gene, and mm-hmm. they're descendants of Cupid. And so they can just, they can put people, to, they have to go through the school, you know, four years, get their mm-hmm. wings, all that. But they basically uh, will be doing, like, trials and stuff like that. They can make people fall in love. You know, they can, they're control of, like, relationships, they are once they're graduated and things like that um they all get wings okay and they also have this they also all know that they've been cupids Mm. forever but they are able to compel them to keep the secret because just they just are able to control them so 
if they live in, they lived everybody grew up like as human children and they never told anyone but they knew it was happening even some of them you'll meet her roommates in issue two mm-hmm. they talk about coming to summer camp there just oh. to kind of get used to the whole like process of leaving the family and being there for four years so with Lucy, she's a class one because she's so powerful they don't know like how to control her and stuff she cannot be compelled to keep a secret for mm. example so that's one thing so she's never been told at all about this so she's coming into the school she has no idea about anything um she's half she's descended from cupid but also an african love goddess oshun so she's super um powerful mm. and the in her when you see the part where she's looking at her wrist and she's looking at the arrow on her wrist Mm -hmm. it has one fletching on it which signifies that she's a class one Mm. and then the other ones have two so when she's there's a scene where she's like kind of being taken to the school i won't really spoil too much of what happens (laughs) in that scene but when she's being taken to the school and they kind of notice that she's class one and they're kind of like surprised Mm. so it's not that the headmaster it's not the headmaster he knows about her it's the people that are supposed to be taking her to the school. Yeah. And they notice that. So it's a thing. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like the difference. She's going to probably be able to get her wings before the four years. Mm-hmm. I haven't really fully decided, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, it's possible. They think, like, the night gods, um, Nox can float and fly. So they're kind of like, her roommates are like, hey, can you fly? Can you do this? Can you do that? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) Because they assume that she can go into other things. Yeah. This, oh my God. So just listening to you and then like looking over, excuse me, the Kickstarter, it feels as if there are so many ways you could go with this story. Um, Just with like, just the little bit that you've given us, I... I'm sure there are like years worth of stories that could be told, but do you have a certain plan for love you or is it, you know, I get the six issues and I'm done or is there, or is is that even something you can, you can talk about right now? I think I can just tell, I mean, in general, um, I have the first set of issues planned out. I mean, like I said, it sounds like a TV show. It's because (laughs) I've been developing TV pilots and working on series for like two years. Um, so, like, I think like that. Um, I do have the first set, um, five or six, or whatever, whichever we're going to do with mm-hmm. the publisher. That's planned out. And then I have the next set planned out. Okay. Um, beyond that, I'm kind of leaving it open, but I kind of know what it, where it can go. Mm-hmm. But it's like the first one is really a setup. Yeah. I mean, it's like still it's going to have, like, the first issue is like, okay, acclimation to the world. Second issue is like, okay, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and then the th- the next few are just about her dealing with an issue at the school mm-hmm. that she thinks is not right. And so, I mean, it's kind of like on the Facebook page, so it's not like really secret what yeah. she's going to be dealing with. But she's going to be like really into the school and she'll be doing more cupid things and and it'll the night gods will be in that part and all this kind of stuff so and the relationship questions and things like that will come into play so it's not going to just be like intro boring but it's going to have like her getting used to being there it's kind of like her whole thing is about fitting in mm-hmm. and so it's like welcome home to her mm. to finding this is her home kind of like harry potter maybe yeah <laughs> and then like like after that it's going to be more about her finding her power 
and battles and uh, love and relationships and things like that as we go. So it's like a setup, and then the next set is like the first part of that after the setup, and then it could just we could just make more and more and more and more. Yeah. Right about. Okay, um, I noticed that the headmaster's son. Which this is something, and maybe I'm just a sucker for like drama, but you gave us the um, kind of background of Lucy, and then there is uh, Ty, the dean. I'm sorry, the dean's son, yeah. and his issue with the night gods, and then like you snuck in this line that's like at the very end that um, after all they are the ones responsible for his mother's death, and I was like, yeah. okay, now you. <laughs> You can't just slide that in there. Now there's going to be, like, I'm so, I'm, that alone makes me interested in seeing how the, I guess, interpersonal relationships and how all of that yeah. works on top of the fantastical nature of the book. So He can't just be there with no conflict. He's right. Conflict. It's got to be, like, serious. Yes. Yes, I love that. Um, another thing, I know you mentioned Lucy's mother, you said was Korean, correct? Yes, Korean-American. Okay, Korean-American. Wonderful. And that's, um, again, just going back to the premise of this show, representation in comics and related media, I do like how different everyone looks, like the artwork, everyone, regardless of what their like racial background is, they look very different. I look like, again, I guess you coming from that TV realm, they look like... I can easily see this person on screen and identify this is so-and-so, this is him, this is her. So kudos to the entire team for that. Yeah, amazing. amazing. <laughs> so who who is this book for? So who is the, um, one, everyone who loves comics, of course, but like what, <laughs> is there like, a, is it YA, is it, more, what, what would you? Um... Well, um. My publisher, Evolution, has just come out with a new line, um, a young adult line called mm -hmm. Class E. Mm. And so we're going to be flagship being that. Oh, wonderful. University. So that's, that's, but basically RYA is a little different than a, a novel. Uh, so it's more like TV. So I think it's mm -hmm. um, ages, well, I know it's ages 16 to 24 for the characters. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the audience has to be that age, as we well know. Right. People in their 30s and 40s love YA. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. it's people who like YA. It's people who like YA and new adult yeah. content, um, who like fantasy, who like romance. It's pretty much um, who like relationship drama, yes. who like people like uh, mythology-based contemporary stories. Mm -hmm. Like stuff like, you know, I mean, it's not going to go as crazy as like Percy Jackson yeah. in terms of myth, mm -hmm. but it's still got those like, you know, it's a Cupid story. So. Good, good. And again, I know we said at the top of the show, but Cupid is not something that I can recall being um, kind of made a main character. Um, a lot of times like the Percy Jackson and the other uh, mythology based stories, Cupid is usually like a side character, someone who helps you do this thing or makes this thing happen. So to have a whole school, like that's very different from the vampire movies we've been getting for the last few decades or so. So I do like that. I, Oh man, I want to see this on screen. <laughs> okay, so you have this wonderful world you've built. You have these great characters in it. Now let's get back to the physical book itself. Who is your team? What is this? A super team that has the uh, Love University coming together in the first place. 
They are a super team. I love them so much. <laughs> um, so I have uh, Carola Borelli. She is an artist um, from Italy, as mm. well as she does the the drawing, okay. the ink, the all that. And then I have uh, Agnes um, Posa, mm-hmm. and she is the colorist, and she is also from Italy. And both of them are great. I talk to them a lot. Um, we do basically how we work is like um, I have my script obviously and then they do the work I do you know they come up with the concept and then they check it with me and then I kind of say oh well her expression might be like this or something like that and then you know it's like directing and then um, they're really great artists and then they just fill it in and they they do like they make magic basically and then we have Justin Birch the letterer uh, he's I just kind of connected with him because, you know, we bring the letter in like later. Mm-hmm. So, but he's great. He's um, really skilled and he knows what he's doing. So um, I'm really happy to have him on the team. Um, I just, you know, I asked for, can you fix this? Can you change this? He just mm-hmm. quickly does it. So um, both, all of them are like that. So it's great. I'm having fun working with them. Um, I have zero problems with them and I hope that they stick around. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, because this is amazing. Like, looking at, because I read the, I believe there's a few pages on the Kickstarter of the first issue. And first I read the team, then I read the book, and then I went back. So I'm like, this is, for someone interested in comics, you see so many names on books as you read them. As a kid, it was just, oh, those are just names on the book. But getting older and getting more kind of deep into books and comics, I'm like, okay, this is a letterer I like. This is an artist I love. This is a writer I like. So going back, and there's Google, so you can look up any and everyone for the most part, but seeing this wonderful kind of finished product and then being able to reference the team, that they are doing good. You guys are doing an amazing job with this. Um, Thank you. No, no, no. You, you, thank you. Um, so with this, what's, is there a huge difference from, say, like writing a script for a television show versus the scripting for the comic? Um, it's not. It is different, yes. But for me, I came into this as kind of I was doing it for hire mm-hmm. for someone who wanted um, me to work on a graphic novel and he wanted several female writers. Mm-hmm. And I had only been doing screenplays, and I told him, well, he knew me as a screenwriter. We met at an event before, and so mm-hmm. he knew me as that. And I told him, I just really am nervous about this. I want to write it as a script. And he said, oh, that's no problem. Everybody I'm asking is going to be a screenwriter. We're asking oh. all women to screenwriters. So just write it like a script. So because I, I write it like a screenplay, so because I was able to do that, I started kind of like, you know, looking up, studying, trying to figure out how the comic scripts go, and I kind of read that you can write it in different ways, like DC way, Marvel way, mm-hmm. and then, or you could just kind of do it like on your own way. There's no set way of like, mm-hmm. screenwriting. So, like, not like that. So opposite. It's like, so strict. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna just kind of use what I know and what I'm used to with screenwriting, and then kind of make it like comic. You mm-hmm. know, because you have to do the panels. So. And, like, you can kind of, you don't really have to. You can kind of say, okay, this is the page and kind of do a summary. But yeah. since I'm used to screenwriting and, like, writing, breaking things down by the scene, I do it like that where I break it down by the panel and then I just describe it. And then I have, like, the um, dialogue just like it's a screenplay. Um, 
that's just my way of doing it and so far it's working and it's okay i haven't yeah. had any issues but it's just like i took what intuitively works for me and and meshed it with uh what will work for comic what's difficult for me is knowing that they're not moving you know it's like, yeah you know, they can't just you know like, they can only just do one like action you know they can't do like a bunch of stuff like in the panel so just like oh wait i have to erase that so it's like stuff like that but other than that um it's it's pretty it's pretty much the same um you have to think visually you know very important to think visually and the only thing is like the dialogue even though you have to be cursed with the screenplay as well it's more like oh my gosh am i yeah. writing too much on the panel mm. and my character happens to be a babbler so it's kind okay. of like i have to kind of i have one scene with her doing that in the first one but i try to i'm trying to rein it in for the rest you know but i'll still keep that characteristic a little bit here okay okay yeah um i i love this lucy character um i'm not a 17 year old girl (laughs) but i i like what i'm seeing from her so far i like again the artwork um the the text the color the color especially um a lot of shading which it's in comics period but i i really like the aesthetic of this book um yeah, I would love to get my hands on a copy. <laughs> I love, like, Agnes, she says stuff like, well, Lucy's feeling really moody right here. Or she feels isolated, so I chose these colors. And, mm. you know, she's like, you, you know, she talks to me about that kind of thing. Or um, she's just very creative with her coloring. So I really, really love it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I can see that. Again, I'm not just raving. This is really a phenomenal book. Um God, there was something I meant to ask you. Oh, jeez, my apologies. Um, but no, so overall, you said you, you have a few issues kind of in the chamber waiting, and we have this Kickstarter that is going into the 25th. Uh, what a young girl, guy, or whoever who wants to write, be it movies, be it comic books, whatever, do you have any... Any advice or anything that you may want to, uh, that you wish you heard when you were younger before getting into your career? Um, I think don't be discouraged by no's, <laughs> a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep practicing. You have to write a lot. Do not think the first thing you're going to write is, I mean, it might, you never know. But do not really assume that the first thing you're going to write is going to be the one that makes you into a big star. Um, write more than one thing. You get better every time. Yes. And just believe in yourself and keep being imaginative. Good, 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 good. Yes, because, man, if the... <laughs> again, I really like this book. Um I study. <laughs> amazing job so uh getting to the actual kickstarter stuff so again it, it lasts until the 25th um and then we have a few different rewards for people at different levels uh my audience is, should be familiar how kickstarters work but um we're trying to get to a certain amount again the link will be in the show notes um if this wasn't a kickstarter type of book like if it was just random hey i i have this idea do you think you would have um maybe tried to go about creating love university in the comic book form like if this opportunity haven't hadn't come to you um possibly yes because 
I had actually been thinking about, because I was working on that for hire that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I just started thinking about, oh, this is so fun, and I'm having a great time with both of I was hired to do two things with them, actually, after the first one. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was thinking about my novel, and I thought, hmm, should I pitch that? Maybe I'll go to, like, WonderCon to the comic creators pitch thing and pitch some artists and uh, do that and then I started thinking about Love University as one of them mm. kind of you know maybe I'll bring that one up so yeah I I think that it was meant to be in this <laughs> form to begin with mm-hmm. yeah. to come to life okay good deal um, mentioning conventions have you are you um, I guess maybe planning to go to any do you have anything on the books as far as um, Love University is concerned, or is it just we're focused on the Kickstarter right now? <laughs> we're focused on the Kickstarter right now. I would love to, like, obviously I'm in LA, so there's obviously WonderCon and, um, well, Comic Con is, you know, San Diego. Is mm-hmm. San Diego, but um, I'd love to go to something. So, but right now we're just focused on the Kickstarter. Right, right, right. Good deal. I'll let people know if they follow the Facebook page and stuff, they'll see updates and everything okay good deal so we'll actually have the facebook page linked in the show notes as well so guys while you're listening to this we'll have the kickstarter we'll have the facebook and whatever other links that we can add so that it can give you more exposure to the love university um yes 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 so with comics and with this wonderful project uh and i (laughs) i ask this more selfishly than anything um with Marvel and DC and everyone else making these large, expensive cinematic movies and stories, do you see Love University having an extended universe, or is it just now we're telling this singular story, or you know, down the line we have a Night God story, and maybe a I don't know, Love University prequel or something? That's a great question, and no one's asked me that yet, and <laughs> I have one brewing in my mind already. The publisher hasn't even asked me. Oh. Um, I have one brewing in my mind, but it's not... I definitely think that, yes, so many stories can come out of this, mm-hmm. but there's a character that's one of her sweet mates that mm-hmm. we'll meet in issue two that mm-hmm. I just, out of nowhere, just see that she could have her own series. Mm. Um, but I just... I don't know, but right. there, there's that, and then there's just, there's a lot in the world, so yeah, it could, it could, it just depends on if we get funded, and what right. happens there, and all right. those things, but if everything is in a, you know, is well received, and we can, and everything is a go, yeah, for sure, I see that. Wonderful, wonderful, so all you fan guys and girls, please go ahead and support this project. You know, we may possibly get some extended stuff <laughs> later on. Um, I do like that, though. I do like that this this culture of nerds and geeks and people who are fans of things, like, just wanting so much and, um, you know, and, and loving everything that we get. So this, this is something that I think everyone should support. I've backed the Kickstarter. Um, I put my money where my mouth is, and I would like for everyone under the sound of our voice to do the same. Um, If you cannot support right away, please share, get the exposure out, let folks know about this wonderful project. Um, Even if it's not for you, so to speak, it can be for someone in your life. You have someone who likes comics, someone who likes romance, someone who likes mythology, Right, someone who likes cars and just want to get into something different. That's fine as well. (laughs) Please share that. Um, 
So cool. Do you have any maybe thoughts or words or anything you want to share with the audience here? Um, I just hope you guys really like the uh, story. I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to connect to the audience, not just create the world. And so I hope I get the opportunity. Hmm. And I really think that people will have a great time with it. A lot of people have already asked me their, if their daughters can read it, you know, <laughs> at a certain age. They, they've seen the art. They've seen the story. They're excited. So I'm hoping that I get a lot more people excited. Mm-hmm. And thank you um, for having me on here as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And you and your team are welcome back anytime. Guys, it is Love University on Kickstarter. The link is in the show notes. I will be sharing this on social media. Um, speaking of, do you want to maybe give the audience your social media or? Sure. Um, so on Twitter, I am at Ali underscore Whitmore. And you have the Facebook for Love You. So on Facebook, I'm Allison Cheney Whitmore. And Instagram, I am at Allison Whitmore Author. Alrighty, wonderful, wonderful. Well, guys, again, those links will be in the show notes. Make sure to go to that Facebook group. Make sure to get these links and share them around. Make sure that you support this project. Um, this is a really good project, and uh, it speaks for itself. Um, the rewards are phenomenal as well. Um, yeah. So, guys. Uh, this has been a, another installment of Carefree Black Nerd, of course. Follow me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use that hashtag CBNPod. Let me know and let Allison know what you thought of this episode and what you think of Love University. Um, all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd. And if you need to email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Um, again, thank you to Ms. Allison for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wonderful project with us. And um, until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and I'll see you next time.